This is no ordinary pod. No ordinary pod. AFC West, coming at you soon. This is no ordinary pod. No ordinary pod. Yes, it is an ordinary pod. On the Ordinary Pod Network, singing for you once again is Noah Hemer. We promise we'll get some music around him, but we just love, we just love the acoustics of his voice. Wow, thank you. You know, compliment you when I can. That's Noah Hemer. I'm Michael Duggar. Continuing our NFL divisional previews of each team. We're gonna run, you just heard the past two days. Monday was the AFC South. Tuesday, AFC East. Today, Wednesday, August 21st, is the... AFC West, and we're just going to get right into it, because the biggest news of the NFL, the biggest news of the week in the NFL came from this division, and it's kind of happy we waited to do it until Sunday, and as just just a quick refresher, we're recording this on August 18th, so if anything happens on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, we will do our best to react and get that in the blurb, something we had to do with the Josh Gordon, very quick on the Josh Gordon thing, because we were proactive and did talk about Josh Gordon coming back to the team, but... I say we just jump right into it. Derwin James, he suffered a stress fracture to his foot, had surgery. He's out until at least November. Outside shot, he's there for the stretch run and postseason run. Depending on where the Chargers are, he could return. But, no, this is a backbreaker. I picked him on my top, on my 10 players to start a team with last week. Yeah, that would be last week. I'm trying to think of the time frame in my head. Yes, last week. So... How big uh, – I think I, – we, we talked before the show, and I mentioned that this is a backbreaker for the Chargers. How are you – how do you view, view the loss of Derwin James as, as an impact on the Chargers? I just compare it to why Derwin fit on the Chargers more so than the Bucks passing up on him to take Vita. He He's injured fit, once again himself. He – yeah, I know. He wouldn't have been as much of an impact player in Tampa as he was in uh, that he has been for the Chargers because of the way that that defense is set up. But that him playing last year completely transformed how that defense played. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just he was allowed to do exactly what he showcased at FSU, blitzing off the edge going one-on-one against running backs into space, taking one-on-one against playing the nickelback, playing uh, ex- playing as an extra linebacker, dropping deep into coverage. He was allowed to kind of do it all because he had safety cushions of talent around him at various other positions. They had the pass rush between Bosa and Ingram. Um, I don't know who was playing for them at the end of the stretch down at corner um, because was... Casey Hayward healthy? Was Desmond King healthy down the stretch last year for him? I know that Those they are, got I'm trying to I'm trying to think myself. I think I think Hayward was. I'm pretty sure they were pretty I'm pretty sure they were full health in the secondary. So he was allowed to nonetheless, he was allowed to play within the scheme to do what he does best. But without him, that defense changes like in terms of how much it can help support this offense. And with Keenan Allen having suspect injuries, they don't, they, 
they still don't. And then Melvin Gordon looking like he's going to be holding out for the long haul, at least as of right now. Because I don't think he's going to sign that deal. And I definitely don't think the Chargers are going to budge and pay him any more. It's I'm looking at the Keenan Allen injury. He's out for the whole preseason, out until at least September. They said that the the good news is that he's looked like he'll be available for the team season opener against the Colts. But this is a guy with injury history himself. Melvin Gordon, like you just mentioned, he's out. So this is going to be Phillip Rivers with a 30-year receiver in Mike Williams who broke out a little bit last year. Very good, strong. I, I guess you call it that rookie season because he was suffered by that back injury in his actual rookie year. Then you have Austin Eckler. We'll see if he can handle a bigger load. And you have Justin Jackson, unproven second-year running back from Northwestern, right? Or is he from Maryland? No, he's a Northwestern guy. Okay, just okay. Justin Jackson's a basketball player from Maryland. Sports intertwining. Rushing behind an offensive line ranked 25th according to established runs offensive line rankings and Brandon Thorne. That doesn't seem like a good recipe for this Chargers offense. And yes, you look at the Chargers defensive depth chart. It's it's great. Bosa, Justin Jones, Brandon Meebane, Melvin Ingram on the on the on the D-line. Thomas Davis Sr., a great signing from Carolina. Denzel Perryman, Uchina Nwuso, and Michael Davis. I don't know. They run they have run a bunch of hybrids, but Michael Davis, Rashawn Jenkins, um, Derwin James, Casey Hayward, Desmond King, Adrian Phillips. This is a stacked team. But the one, the most important player on that defense is Derwin James. They move him around. He's so important to what they were, were planning on doing. And I think this injury on top of – because with the offensive injuries and Melvin Gordon not being there, I find it funny that Melvin Gordon's not even listed on their depth chart. That's a sign of things. It's their official yeah. website. He's not on their depth chart. That's funny. Um, I was I was hoping that their defense could, could not carry them, but be like because you're never never gonna really carry Philip Rivers, but be the team that be the 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 unit that keeps him in a lot of games as their O line comes together and as Keenan Allen gets healthy and as their running back situation gets figured out. Derwin not being there. I don't think this is a playoff team, man. I really don't. And I grew up a Chargers fan. I still love their and it's it's the powder blue season. This finally a season where they you know what? We're doubling down on the best uniform in sports, the powder blue unis. The powder blue Thunderbolts and the season's crashing down before we even play three two three pre, um preseason games. I do you see we're jumping right to the preview, obviously if you can't tell, we're talking Chargers. Do you see any way this team Without Derwin, with Derwin James missing, let's say ten games, he misses ten games. Can this team hold the gap and make the playoffs? What do you, how many games do you think they need to win to make the playoffs? In the A, I think the AFC is going to be good this year. I, think I would so too. say nine. I say nine, ten games comfortably. Well, I just pulled up their schedule because that's been a big, that's a big factor in how many games depending on what crosses you get. Those first but three suck. Those first three are terrible. They host the Colts, but do they? They don't host anyone, really. That's, that's the joke we're making. Whole, exactly. Time. So keep that in mind with all these games. Anytime that we're seeing a Chargers playing at home against a different team, we're counting it kind of as like a neutral kind of home-ish game. 
for the opponents. So Chargers play a lot of road games. <laughs> yeah. um, so they are host the Colts on the road against the Lions, host the Texans on the road against the Dolphins, host the Broncos, host the Steelers on the road against the Titans on the road against the bears between those eight games, that first half, that's two, four, six. Yeah. I mean, I see three wins maybe without Derwin. Let's extend it to the week 12 bye. let's say, let's even extend it further and say, Hey, November 18th is their last game before the bye week. Then they have week 13, and so on. They have the games. Let's just say on the safe side, that's November 18th. Let's say he's out until then. The three next games after that are hosting Packers, which it will definitely be 25,000 Packers fans and 5,000 um, Chargers fans. Then at Oakland on a th- short week Thursday night, and then Monday night hosting Kansas City, which is going to be a Kansas City home game. Two, three losses out of that, and then you come back from the bye week at Denver cross-country trip to Jacksonville no matter how we feel about Kirk Cousins the Vikings on a Sunday night game is always difficult because that defense yeah Oakland and then Oakland and then at Kansas City again the schedule's tough with your full team without Derwin James for what I'm gonna guess at 10 11 games I don't think they can get to the 8-9 when plateau that's needed which really sucks it's gonna derail a team that was going to be picked was going to be one of the three or four most popular picks coming out of the AFC. Can I ask you something? Of course. Would Melvin Gordon playing all 16 games change no. your opinion? No. I'm right there with you, so I really don't mm-hmm. I if I'm still the Chargers, I still wouldn't pay him. No, there's no there's really no point. I do not I'm not with that. Uh Ah, oh, man. It's disappointing. And to say what could stop this team from making the playoffs, health is always health. And we try to take health out of account. But a team that's already not derailed, but already in a lot of injury flux at very key players, it's it's tough. It's tough. But there is still some fantasy stuff to talk about and with this team. And I think there's two ginormous winners. Hunter Henry... Mike Williams. Hunter Henry missed all of last season with a torn ACL. He's, there's, when you have a bad O-line and an injured star receiver, you look for your safety blanket. Charger safety blanket, Hunter Henry. He's going to think about all the Antonio Gates years that Phil Rivers had. I'm not saying Hunter Henry's Antonio Gates, but he's still a great athlete for his size. He's a great route runner. Great, he's, he's just a great tight end. And we saw that in his rookie year. We saw it, we saw flashes of it, and now it's him. He's going to be the focal point of his offense if Keenan Allen's unhealthy. And then Mike Williams. Uh, do you want to talk about Mike Williams a little bit, or do you think it's just we can just brush him aside and just say, hey, he's going to get a lot of targets as long as Keenan Allen's not healthy? No, I, Mike Williams is that guy. It just, do, do tell. It's, I always am patient on receivers. Like, we were – spoiled with OBJ coming in and just kind of taking over the league. But that doesn't always work out for a lot of receivers. It takes a couple of years to kind of really start hitting their stride. And he's entering year three, correct? Yes. And last year he started trending upwards as their being their 
most reliable guy behind Keenan. And then he they were playing in Kansas City on a Thursday night, and Keenan got out. Keenan got hurt, and he was the offense with Philip Rivers. When he's fully healthy, he is he's ready to go, and he's one of the bright spots about this offense. Is you're gonna I think you're gonna see a lot of honestly Philip Rivers might not be a bad fantasy play because I think now with this defense kind of taking a hit, they they're gonna have to go towards the we're just gonna try to have to outscore you. Especially with that offensive line, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a lot of quick hitters. And if Mike Williams can get a one-on-one situation, especially in the red zone, um, there aren't a whole lot of DBs that are going to be able to match up against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I'm just so disappointed, man. I'm really trying to get excited for this, but I'm not. So I don't want to talk any more negatively about the Los Angeles Chargers. Their over/under win total is nine and a half. I think it's pretty safe to say that this was five days ago. It's on Action Network. I don't know how that's uh, changed. I looked up and I didn't see anything. I owed a quick little goggle search. Didn't see anything. So let's just say it's nine and a half. I'm going under. I assume you're doing the same. But let's just say they adjust it to eight. Would you take the over or under at eight? If I had to, I'd take. See, I would say it's eight, but I guess I would so take push. Eight. Yeah, I would. I would push because mm-hmm. I think this is an eight and eight team, unless I would put the over if Melvin Gordon somehow played. So you think I'd... Melvin Gordon's worth one game? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's let me. That's a good segue. I'll ask you this. PPR, so PPR, you're going to take Eckler over Jackson, I assume. Yeah, you have Sta- to. Standard, Eckler or Jackson? I think I'd probably still take Eckler. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think this O-line's built to pound the ball on your throat a thousand times. I think it's going to be a quick, quick release offense, which doesn't help Mike Williams, but really helps Mike, I mean, Hunter Henry. Doesn't help Travis Benjamin at all. Let me look, I, mean, I don't even know who their slot receivers are. Jeremy Davis, I mean, yeah. Artavis Scott, I haven't heard that name in a while. Uh, yeah, so I don't know how much it's going to help them. I think I, th- I I would just stick to Henry, Williams, and Eckler. Those are the three guys I target. And Keenan uh, Allen's probably going to go in the first three rounds. That's too rich for my blood. And I love – I think Keenan Allen is a number seventh rece- best seventh best receiver in the NFL. He's probably my favorite route runner to watch. But unfortunate times, he's always injured. He wasn't. He's not always injured. He gets injured at very, um, not infrequent. What's the word? Bad. He gets in bad times. So I think of a fan's word for bad times. So I think that's it for the Chargers. Let's move on to the team that they're chasing, the Kansas City Chiefs. And what is the, what does this say about this? The question. Everything starts and ends with Patrick Mahomes in this offense. Before we talk about that, there's def- the defense made some very, some very good signings. They s- traded for Frank Clark and signed him to a long extension. Signed Tom Tyron Matthew to a one year deal. I think that helps them a lot. I'm look. They still have Derek Nanadi in the middle. Chris Jones is going to be due for a contract extension soon. He's in the middle. Love this. They signed Darren Lee. I think Darren Lee, not going to have a home, but I think he's going to do pretty well there. But this offense, man. They bring the whole O line back. I think it's. I think. Yeah, I think it was, I said middle of the road, sixteenth on these rankings. 
Let me double check with that. Yeah, 16th. They, the only position they changed was center, which they let Mitch Morse go to um, Buffalo. But this offense, man, do you think Mahomes can put up 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards again? I don't know. Is their defense going to be any better? Do you think their defense is going to be any better? I think the defense will be slightly better. I just don't know if that's going to stop Andy because I mean I don't, I I just don't rem- I don't really recall Andy Reid still not just throwing the ball up when he's up three touchdowns because he's been in the situations before where he's taken the foot off the gas and teams have come back on him. So I feel like there's always going to be like and 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 he has Mahomes, like he has a guy who's going to put the ball where it needs to go every single time and can make every single throw. So I don't think that the defense is going to have a they're going to be in shootouts too because you have to score to keep up with them. So. I mean, I don't know. I think those numbers are are duplic- replicable, and I hope I'm saying that probably is more of a optimist in the sense I'm having it in my keeper league. But I mean, who they, they add? Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins is healthy. Knock on wood. Kelsey's still there. Tyree kills back. No matter how you feel about him, he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL. Damian Williams had ten touchdowns in six games. Carlos Hyde's there. And Darwin Thompson's backing him up. Darwin Thompson's the man. He is Utah State. Definitely draft him. So, I mean, you, you're you on the fence about 50 touchdowns, 5,000 passing yards. What what are you expecting? Just quickly, what are you, what are you expecting from Mahomes in year two? I just... I just don't know if... What he did last year was just was just nuts, and I don't know if teams having film for an entire off season is going to ch- be able to change anything. That's that's pretty much my biggest thing. And looking at their strength of schedule, I went to just uh, CBSSports.com just to look up strength of schedules from opponents combined twenty eighteen records, and. Kansas City has the fifth toughest schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't know where their strength of schedule, I guess, must have been pretty high last year if they were playing against. Well, not necessarily. I'm just looking through it real quick myself. That Bears, that Sunday night game in Chicago, week 16, is going to be awesome. But that's looking very far ahead. But. So you're expecting some regression. Here's just, my question. Not the film. Not expecting it, but you're... Something you, tells you're me to be... Pessimistic. Not entirely. I mean, I'm excited about this offense, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. But I'm just curious to see how it goes, like how this run game's going to go. Um, losing Mitch, Mitchell Schwartz at center... Mitch Morse, Mitch Morse, Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse, my bad. Mitchell Schwartz is the right tackle still. Oh, yeah. A lot, so of, Mitch, a lot of Mitches, a lot of Mitches there. It's fine. Thank you. Um, but losing that at center, I'm curious to see how that's going to unfold. I know Kansas City is still going to have a rocking line, but I don't know. Something about – I don't know about 5,050. So, 47, so 45 touchdowns and 4,750 yards? Yeah, see, I'm cool with that. 
<laughs> I mean, I hope everyone's going there. That'd be crazy. But the film thing, I have a question for your film study, about yeah. your film. Is there any film that can really stop Tyree Kill? Is there any film that can stop Travis Kelsey? Is there really anything besides Feet Problem that can stop Sammy Watkins? That's the film aspect side of things. Like, we've seen... F- We've seen film of Julio Joneses and the Beckhams and all these things, and you can take them away. But you shade one side of the field to Tyree Kill, you have Watkins and Kelsey and Damian Williams out of the backfield on the other side. And you have the best offensive coach in football in Andy Reid. No, yeah, you make a, you make a great point. I'm, I'm pretty much playing devil's advocate here because I'm just trying to find mm-hmm. points where I can pick holes at, and I really just can't find any. It's... Um, it's really this like there's this 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 offense is going to be nuts. Do you believe in the Madden curse? No. Okay. This is this is the I feel I know there's been some times where the Madden curse hasn't really been in effect, but I feel like this is the perfect case study. They have a superstar quarterback on the cover with the superstar offense. And it is just gonna. And I don't even talk. I don't know why I brought the Madden curse. Someone asked me about that last week, last week. Do you believe in the Madden curse in, in regards to Mahomes? Not really. No. Is it worrisome that this continuously happens? Kind of, but the universe works out in different ways, in weird ways. But I really, I expect this to be the best offense in football. And trading, swapping D Ford for Frank Clark is. I feel like it's like. Uh, What's the word? Similarities. This, you just swap out one pass rusher, you get a younger one. On a con- now you get him for a longer contract. Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, is going to add some creativity and movement around their secondary. Interested to see how he does year two. He's had knee issues his whole career. Interesting to see how he does year two because he pl- he played pretty um, pretty well in Houston. I see this team. I, this is this is they're going to win the division, even with the the, the char- with all the Chargers stuff happening. This team's going to win the division. Do you think, I mean, fantasy-wise, don't, if you have Mahomes and a keeper, I recommend keeping him, but don't draft him in the first three rounds, maybe even the fourth rounds. I'm going to advise people to wait and wait and wait. But if you get Mahomes, then you're going to have to overpay for him, which isn't the worst thing because you get the best quarterback in football. But besides that, Tyreek Hill's been a top five. What He's been a wide receiver one for the past two, um, two or three seasons. I'm drafting Travis Kelsey. In the first, in the first, if I'm in the back half of the first round, I'm drafting him every single time in the first round. Damien Williams, there was some injury scare, hamstring stuff. He played all the first team snaps yesterday, last night for the Chiefs. He's a t- he's worth a top three round pick easily. Watkins is like a six round pick, and besides that, Darwin Thompson, late round flyer on him. And if any Kansas City, if anyone gets injured on this offense besides Mahomes, you instantly you go grab them. You instantly go grab them. So, Noah, looking at their over-under win total, I think they have the highest, second highest in the NFL. It's at 10.5. You've gone through the schedule just a little bit, just a little bit. Do you think they will reach that 10, that 11-win plateau? Yeah, I just don't think. I know I'm really contradicting myself here with the whole yards thing. But I just don't think there's going to be enough offenses that are going to be able to keep up with them. 
and I don't think there are enough elite defenses in the NFL this year that are going to be able to slow him down. And I know that's really contradicting what I'm saying, but after looking at this schedule, it's, I mean, they come back full health, full tilt. So, yeah, I think so. Okay, so I, you I got them over at 11. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were, I think, they I think they were like 10-1 and and lost a couple games. They lost to the Chargers, the Patriots. I'm really going to get upset if I can't think about who else they lost. Oh, I have it right here. Perfect. But, I mean, the game I have circled in is the day of my brother's wedding when the when Aaron Rodgers heads to uh, heads to Kansas City to face the – to face. sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like six things at once because I was supposed to go to the game. My brother's getting married. Had to had to get had to go to his wedding, unfortunately. Sorry, Matt. Uh, but yeah, that's a great game. Oh man, we forgot about the Rams game, fifty four fifty one. So that's two games they lost. Who else did they lose to? The Seahawks. That was another great game too. Chargers and Seahawks. Okay, so those are the four games they lost. Lost to two great teams. Lost to a couple great teams. Made the. Uh, I think every one of them made the playoffs. Yeah, they all made the playoffs. Lost eventual Super Bowl champion. I don't see anyone on this schedule that really worries me. That I don't see I don't go to this schedule and see six losses, to put it that way. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I see there are six teams that they could lose to, but there's no way they drop all six of them. It wouldn't shock me if they lost to Jacksonville, but they're not gonna lose to Oakland. Baltimore was very tough last year in the same exact game. But Mahomes figured it out. At Detroit, I'm on the fence about Detroit. I think they could beat Indianapolis. They destroyed Indianapolis last year. That's a great matchup for them. Houston, without Clowney, that pass rush is going to get – I don't think they can have enough. At Denver on a short week, always tough. Mahomes slices them up all the time. Then you have 10 got, days – go ahead. I got the – sorry to interrupt. I just counted up. There are six games that are worth – that I would be like they're 50-50. Six, okay, and let's just say the luck goes one of their ways. And one of those games, if they're lucky, quote unquote, they get they get the breaks. That's one that's above the that's eleven wins. That's at the plateau. It's I, I just don't see the losses. I know I know the division winners get the get the toughest schedules because they play the top teams in in their, in their division cross divisional matchups, but I just don't see how this team can lose this much. Their defense is improved. They coach well. They coach just. They have Steve. Uh, is it? I think it's Steve Spagnola now. Steve Spagnola is now there. Is now the defense coordinator. We'll see what his four three can do. I'm very interested to see what he can do because he creates pressure with four. So we'll see if Nanadi and Clark and those boys get and Chris Jones and all those guys if they can keep putting if they can implement Spagnola's system. So you have them as as the over. Do you think? They are the favorites in the AFC. Right now, if you were going to pick one team to come out of the AFC, and it's not official, who would you would you lean? Kansas City, to be, Patriots? To be representing in the Super Bowl? Or to yes. be the number one seed after 16 games? Let's go number one seed. Uh, yeah, I would say they're... Mm, no, Patriots, because they have an e- easier schedule. So I would say they'd be the two All seed. All right, so you're going Patriots... Solid. All right. Any other any other closing thoughts on Kansas City? Uh, Matt Walt. I just want to 
Matt Waldman said that Darwin Thompson reminded him of Brian Westbrook. And Brian Westbrook used to be a Philadelphia Eagles running back under Andy Reid. Uh, back in the day, he was a fantasy god, essentially, for mm-hmm. PPR. Um, that's who I have stashed on all my teams. So if you haven't drafted yet, Darwin Thompson's still out in your leagues. I'm stashing him all year. I don't care how long. Because yeah, late. Damian Williams could... They are reports that saying that Damian Williams could be part of a committee. You know, Andy Reid's not a, opposed to going to that. And I think Carlos Hyde's going to take some carries early on. One of those two is going to get banged up midway through a game. And I think Darwin Thompson will take over after that. Put it this way. I don't think, I think there's a stat that's been going around that Damian Williams has never had more than 50 carries in a season. And then, so everyone's like, oh, Carlos Hyde. And then Carlos Hyde fumbled on his third snap last night. So, and Darwin Thompson's picking up players and he's pass blocking great. He's making people miss. He's 5'6", he's 5'7", five, five, but hey, it doesn't matter. You're elusive. You can block. You can catch. Yet you'll find a place in this league. So I'll leave it up to you. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go Denver or Oakland? Let's go Denver. Denver, okay. This is a team that I, I'm slowly talking myself into. First, I don't know why. Something about Joe Flacco teams just draw me in. I don't know why, but... They have a new head coach in Vic Fangio. Is it Fangio or Fan, uh, Fangio? Fangio? That's what I thought it was. Let's go Fangio. Fangio. The, the mastermind behind the Chicago Bears defense. He had a lot of talent to work with, but he's still one of the best defensive minds in the in the sport. Offensive coordinator. I'm, I, I should probably pull. Up, I should probably pull these up first. Um, they got the most important thing to me is they got Mike Munchak from the Pittsburgh Steelers to be the offensive line coach. You see, we talked about with Dante Scamaruccio. I, I don't know if I remembered his name right for the Patriots. How big of a deal that um, offensive line coach can make, and now they get one of the top three coaches in the, the NFL at that position. That's massive for them. And they're, let me look at their line rankings. I think they're like eleven. I said eleventh, right? Yeah, they're eleventh. So this is going. They bring in Juwan James. Draft Dalton Risner out of Kansas State. I think you. I think you mentioned in pre-draft you really like Dalton Risner. Uh, bring back Ronald Leary, who got injured last year. Garrett Bowles, who was banged up a little bit last year. This is offensive line is going to improve a lot. Joe Flacco. He's a good. He's he's elite. He's a good. I'm, not, I'm just. I'm joking. He's not elite. He's a good. I consider him to be a serviceable quarterback, better than Case Keenum, and better who than whoever else they were throwing out. Um, they were throwing out last year. Philip Lindsay's there. Theo, they signed Theo Riddick. They got Royce Freeman still there, who's gonna who bounced back into last season. Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles in his back. Cortland Sutton and what's his name? I can't find his name. Deshaun Hamilton, no fan. Deshaun Deshaun Hamilton, Deshaun Hamilton making plays all throughout camp. And then the tight end position, and there you know there's nothing more than we love than tight ends here. Noah Fant from Iowa, Jake Butt from Michigan, who's coming on strong, but especially Noah Fant. This, am I crazy? You know what? The thing this offense is going to be, I'm not saying it's going to be a top ten offense, but they have some talent. And Flacco is actually, I think we're sleep. I'm not sleeping on Flacco, but I actually really am starting to come around on this being a top. 
top 16, top half of the NFL offense. I like Joe Flacco a lot more with the Broncos than I do when he was with the Ravens. I think his, I think it, it's kind of the same formula, but different team. Play good defense and run the ball on offense. But I think there's going to be a lot more variety on offense, particularly this offense. I think, I don't know. I'm not, I've never been a huge Joe Flacco guy, but him with this team and him kind of, I just like him out of Baltimore into a new situation where he's not like the franchise guy making a bunch of money. Low pressure Joe, you know? <laughs> I have, uh, I have two words. I'm gonna, I don't know if you know this, that are gonna, I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, but the offensive coordinator is Rich Scan Scangarello. He has been coaching quarterbacks, and been the he has been Kyle Shanahan's right hand man since 2015. Which means we're getting two words. The my two favorite words in sport in football. My two favorite words, especially talking Denver football, and that is. Shanahan offense. We're going to be getting the zone running scheme. We're going to be getting the throwback tight ends. We're going to be getting misdirection everywhere. I don't know if Flacco has played in an an offense like this. And I'm kind of interested to see how he can do. Phillip Lindsay is literally the perfect one-cut zone running back. I, I, I did it last year. I taught myself into this team being a wild card team. And... Injuries just completely destroyed them when they were making that run. Please tell me I'm not crazy thinking that they can do that this year. That the Broncos can make a playoff run? That this could be a nine-win wildcard team? No, because they were competitive in all their games. I know new coaching staff, um, new quarterback, but defensively, they're still loaded. Bradley Chubb, Von Miller on each side. Um who else they got? Oh, let's just look. You got Kareem Jackson comes over. Ooh, they got Josie Jewell, Iowa uh, linebacker from Iowa. Um, he terrorized my Huskers uh, under the Mike Riley in the Mike Riley days. I almost, as a fan, feared for the running backs that had to play this guy. Mm. Like I was like, oh lord, here we go. Didn't um, everyone? Didn't everyone feast on the Mike Riley Cornhuskers though? Yeah, but particularly Iowa. Like Iowa mm. really took it to us, and it's. Thanksgiving time too, so it's embarrassing even more so. Yeah, <laughs> but Nebraska football is, ha- is seeing better days. Um, yeah, I nine wins. I think so. They got Draymond Jones, D line from uh, D tackle from uh, Ohio State. Um, always draft Ohio State defense. Yes, yes, yes. I think Noah Fant has a – that's a big – because their receiving core is they don't have any, like, big physical presence guys. Because Sutton's, Sutton hasn't proven himself yet, yes. So I think Noah Fant in the middle will kind of help combat that, kind of how, like, Tennessee – or not Tennessee, Kansas City does it with Travis Kelsey in the middle. You know, he's kind of that bigger presence, and you got a bunch of speedy guys kind of around him. I mean, how's the schedule? Have you pulled up I'm the looking, schedule? I'm looking now. Week one, Monday night game in Denver. I mean, in Oakland. 
host Chicago at Green Bay. Oh, it's brutal. Host Jacksonville at Chargers. Host Tennessee. Host Kansas City. They host Kansas City on a short on a short week. Excuse me. Woo. Uh, at Indianapolis. Host Cleveland. At Minnesota. At Buffalo. Host the Chargers. At Houston. At Chiefs. Host Detroit. Host Oakland. God, that's awful. That's I feel like that's tougher than the than the Chiefs schedule. Um, according to that website, I want to say it was. That, that Broncos, accord, cr- Broncos uh, according to the CBSSports.com, have the second toughest schedule. Oakland, who we'll see next, has the toughest. Yeah, I feel like the I feel like they're one and two because they have the high the bloviated win percentages of the Chiefs and Chargers twice in their schedule, which obviously is a big thing, but. <sighs> Let's talk defense real quick. You talk about them briefly. You were the biggest proponent. You were pushing the Bears Super Bowl. Not um, Bears. You picked them to win the North Division last year. I'm pretty sure. At least make the playoffs. And a lot of that had to do with Vic Fangio and that defense. What are you expecting now? Because Vic Fangio had toys last year to play with. And Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Cleo Mack, Leonard Floyd, all these guys. He has some pretty good toys now in Denver. So what are your – you briefly touched on the personnel. What are you expecting to see now from Vic Vangio with Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Derek Wolf, all these guys? I mean, I'm expecting big things. I think they're going to – I think Von Miller is finally back in a position where he's going to be looking at a 10, 11, 12-plus sack guy. And I think Vangio kind of had a – piece or had a taste of what it's like to have an elite pass rusher with Khalil Mack so I think he's gonna know how to use Von Miller in a very similar facet that's probably I think that's what I'm most looking forward to is to see how he uses the two outside linebackers with him and Bradley Chubb who both kind of imagine like Khalil Mack is the middle of a Venn diagram and you have like Von Miller on one side and Bradley Chubb on another side if you combine them two you would kind of get Khalil Mack Mm mm-hmm because Von Miller's kind of got that speed part of it, the finesse part of it, and Bradley Chubb can maul you down. Who do you think's better, Von Miller or Khalil Mack? I'd rather have Khalil Mack on my defense. We disagree there. But uh, I'm looking at the sack totals from last year. Von Miller had 14.5. Bradley Chubb had 12. You expect that number to increase slightly? And I feel like I feel like their turnover rate's going to be a lot more. I feel like they're going to force more fumbles. I'm excited, man. And they still have Chris Harris there. I'm excited about this team. The schedule's just brutal. I know. Which, I, I brutal schedule, but fun, fun team to kind of have and start building around. You got a nice couple young pieces. Got some old pieces. The nice thing is they're not locked in. Funny that they have Drew Lock, but they're not locked into any <laughs> situation. I know. That's that. And it was a second round pick on Locke, right? Second round pick, yeah. So that contract's easy to get, easy to not get rid of, but I mean they can trade up. Fantasy purposes, I would honestly, if you're gonna draft Philip Lindsay in like a fifth or fourth or fifth round pick, if you get Philip Lindsay in the fourth round, that's a steal anyway. But if you get him, if you draft him, just take a a tenth, eleventh round flyer on Royce Freeman. That's good. That's good security to have. 
I wouldn't draft Flacco. Two QB leagues, I'd probably wait a little bit still. But but the tight ends are going to be interesting. Emmanuel Sanders, I drafted him in the thir- 336 last year of a non-PPR league, and he completely was one of the best receivers before he tore his Achilles. And especially in non-PPR, he was, he was great. Great value there, too. I'm in a wait-and-see approach after coming off this Achilles tear. The receiver I would want is probably Deshaun Hamilton. There's been reports that him and Flacco have a good rapport. Corton Sutton is the big body receiver, but I don't know. I'm interested to see how he does. See how see if Flacco is willing to take those chances that he always took in Baltimore. Deep, like take shots that he did on the field. I think Noah Fant's a pretty solid pick. I don't think Flacco has played with the tight end like Noah Fant. And he loves checking down the tight end. Loves and checking Noah down. Fant, and Noah Fan is, is a yak guy. Yards after catch. One of the best tight end athletes we've seen in about, what, last 10 years probably? Yeah, let me – I had his – oh, yeah, here it is. Um, he ran a – he had a 39-and-a-half-inch vertical, had a four five forty, did 225 on bench press 20 times, and broad, uh, broad jumped over 10 feet. Sounds like me. At 6'4", 250. Does not sound like me. <laughs> so I think, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much we're saying that if you're going to take the Broncos' offensive fantasy players are scarce, I actually love them as a fantasy defense. Love them as a fantasy defense. Even against uh, the schedule. Oh, yeah, because they play great. And if they get any – if they get uh, if they get a two-possession lead – that they get to tee off for three plus quarters, even two. You get one half of Von Miller and the the pass rushing package of Chubb and all these guys on the field, dude. You're gonna get a lot of sacks. You're gonna get a lot of havoc and stuff like that. So I think I think they're gonna beat. The, I think they they can beat the Bears week two. We're gonna to get to the NFC North next Just week, saying. man. I am I am low on Chicago this year. I am very low on the Chicago this year. I am as well. Oh, oh man, I can't wait for that, then. All right, so we discussed the fantasy to make the playoffs. Health aside, I think we need to see. I don't want. To, I feel like, ah, oh, man. The defense needs to be a top five defense in point in terms of points per game allowed, and I'm not talking top fit, top sixteen in terms of yardage, but I need we need an efficient offense, and we saw what Philip Lindsay going to do. If Philip Lindsay can get to 1,400 yards rushing, which is honestly not too crazy, because let me look at his numbers last year. Let me look. I'm gonna be a Bron- I'm gonna try the Broncos on Madden, even though Flacco's immovable. He had. I wish I would have th- taken them in my dynasty after <laughs> going through all this. A thousand and thirty-seven yards on a 192 attempts, 5.4 average. Let me look at who was leading rusher last year. Ezekiel Elliott, your boy Zeke. Let me see Ezekiel Elliott's stats. How many carries he had? I'm not projecting this workload for him but 300 he had 300 attempts last year Zeke and he missed the game so let's just say Lindsay gets up to 222 number the 
very easy number, 222. And that yards per average drops down from 5.6, let's just say, to 4.6. That's that's only 1,021 yards. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so if he gets no a 1,200 yard, Oh, no ordinary math. No, calculator. Um, if he gets a 1,200 yards, that means his offense is moving the chains. They're t- keeping their defense fresh. Um. And I think Flacco can make some throws. I really do. Do you see this team? We like we like the roster a lot. We like the coaches they have a lot. Schedule we don't like. Over under is set at seven wins. Would you right now? Would you go over or under? I would go over. I have a question for you. I let's hope I have an answer. Do you um? Well, after I ask this question, I'm going to look up how much cap space they are. Let's say Dak doesn't sign an extension. Dak on the Broncos in a Shanahan offense. Five years, 100. So you're paying probably five years, 40 million a year, 35, 40 million a year. You're talk- I'm a big Dak guy too. This is tough. Oh man, it means you're completely punting on Drew Locke. Here's the thing: I don't see any possible way that Jerry Jones lets Dak leave. But in this hypothetical world, Dak and this offense would be awesome. It would be awesome. Um, man, you really got me confused here. Sorry. I just really thought about that. I was like, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm not paying Dak. But if I'm the Broncos, I mean, wouldn't be the dumbest wouldn't be the dumbest way to spend money. I mean, you're, you've shelled out money to Case Keenum and Joe Flacco over the years, and, and now you drafted Drew Locke. Or they're gonna be they're gonna have 2020. They should have with no cuts as of now. Should have 36 million in the cap space and they'll probably cut if that's the case they'll probably cut flacco but i it would be I was awesome. just yeah i was just i thought that would be a fun pairing um let me guess you're gonna go do that trade in madden in like 45 minutes no that'd be fun though yeah i'd like that i just so you're going back to the back to the 2019 broncos you're taking the over at seven wins yeah Okay, so you think the defense and you think the personnel changes, and so you so you like me are believing the Philip Lindsay hype train like that was not a one year wonder. Yeah, I just believe in that offensive running talent that they have between I think the between the three top three I think they'll be able to get it done. Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, and um, Theo Riddick. I finally can cheer for Theo Riddick because he's not taking away carries from my man Abdullah in Detroit anymore. Where so, is Amir Abdullah? He's backing up Dalvin. Or backing up the backup to Dalvin. So he's kickoff return man? Yes. How'd you, yes. Yeah, I was just assuming. I don't think he's... Who's? So he's fighting with Alexander Madison. Hmm. Amir, Amir Abdullah is not projected to see consistent snaps. Thank you. Thank you, scout.com. Thank you. Um, so I think that's I think that's enough for the Broncos. Uh, would I take the over? I would probably take the over, and I'd probably pick them to finish second in the division. 
over the Chargers as we speak right now. The last team, the Oakland soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I mean, they've been entertaining on Hard Knocks through two, through two episodes. John Gruden's been fun. Um, besides that, they've made a lot of splash this, this offseason with their picks. They had three first-round picks, went clean and feral. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Adams, Jonathan Abrams, sorry. I think all three of those will be very high productive rookies. Draft Jacobs in fantasy, round two or three, he's going to be there. And he's going to be productive. This O-line's actually pretty solid, although they're going to have to wait for their best their their best guard in Gabe Jackson to get healthy. And Richie Incognito spent it for the first two games, so I would proceed with caution with them in those first two games. But they signed Trent Brown to a record tackle number from New England. Ronnie Hudson's still the top two center in the NFL. Colton Miller showing, it, played pretty well last year as a rookie. Ty, they bring in Tyler Tyrell Williams. Hunter Renfro, the Clemson hero. The accountant, as they call him. He's pretty solid. Antonio Brown, A.B., as long as his feet are healthy, A.B.'s going to AB's gonna put up numbers, although him and Derek Carr are putting on the... Uh, Putting on the love for the camera, smiling, hugging, bonding, but as soon as Derek Carr does a three-yard check down when A.B.'s wide open down the field, there's going to be a fight on the sideline, 100% guaranteed. But defense besides that, Brian Vontaze Burfitt, Brandon Marshall, LaMarcus Joyner, I really love their safety, their three, three-headed safety monster, LaMarcus Joyner, Jonathan Abram, Carl Jones. Hopefully all three of them can play. But this team's not very good for a reason. And Noah... What are your expectations for the Oakland soon to be Las Vegas Raiders? You forgot the best part of their offense. I already said John Gruden. Okay, the second best part of their offense. Is it a quarterback? No. It's not Doug Doug Martin the the fighting hamster. Who? Hunter Renfro, slot receiver out of Clemson. I said that. Well, you didn't give him enough love. Oh, well, give him... I said he's the accountant, the Clemson hero of the national championship. What do you want me to do? Build him a statue already? Yeah, that's pretty much what he's going to do for this offense. I think he's going to be... He's going to be the reason Antonio's getting upset. He's going to be... Yeah, the whole reason. I, I'm really excited to see what he can do. I think everyone was saying that Hunter Renfro would make a great Patriots receiver, which he would, but he was a walk-on at Clemson that continue to play and look who Clemson Clemson's produce that's like receiver you them and LSU put out a lot of good receivers mm-hmm. um but DeAndre Hopkins Mike Williams um who's uh, uh Sammy Watkins played there um just those of the recent under Dabo um but I'm really excited for Hunter Renfro um but yeah, I'm not really expecting a whole lot from this team. Um, I like what I see in Hard Knocks, so it seems as if they're going to continue to play hard. That's what I've been seeing in their preseason games. They're playing hard. And I mean, after hearing what John Gruden yells at them, I think I would be playing pretty hard too if I were in their shoes. <laughs> so I love I love the Gruden sound bites. I I miss him. I miss him every single Monday night. He was I, so entertaining. He is extremely entertaining. Yeah. Did you see the Sean McVay clip? I should have sent it. Yes, to you. the with the Bucks. No, 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 that too, that was cool. But there was a, something last night. Either, oh, where he was calling the plays? Where he was pl- talking on defense to the headphones? Yeah. You listened to that, right? Yeah, I saw that. He 
he literally sounded like John Gruden. Oh, I agree. He is John and Gruden. John and Gruden. He is. He legit is John Gruden. And that's what. That's one thing about Gruden is that yes, the Bucks teams are bad, and people thought he he made some idiotic roster moves last year, and is stubborn in ways. His comments about you know using a projector screen and bashing analytics and stuff like that. But the guy knows football, and I think that I think this team could be okay if Antonio Brown's healthy. But that's if those feet are healthy. They got a tough. Uh, they got a tough schedule. Yeah, you said they were number one in the NFL, right? According to CBSSports.com. Because here's the thing. Don't. This is how I look at it. Anytime I see on other pe- other team schedule, anytime I see Oakland or Miami, I'm thinking they have to win this game. When looking at the other team, like you have to count that as a win. Oakland Dude, and could, Miami are the two teams that I do that for. Have you looked at their schedule yet? No. They could go 0-7, man. Host Denver. That game is going to be the fight for second place in the AFC in the AFC West, I feel like. I'm, I desperately mean that. Then they host Kansas City. Go to Minnesota. Travel right back west. Go right back to the Midwest to face the Colts. Then host Chicago. Khalil Mack return game. Then you travel to Green Bay on after your bye week. And then you travel to Houston. And those are your first seven games. I could honestly see, I see two wins out of that at most. That And I'm giving them the Denver game, and I'm not really, quote-unquote, giving them the Denver game. But And the other one is the Chicago game. I really think that Chicago... Like I said before, I don't think Chicago is going to be that good. And I love their defense. Everyone loves that defense. I just don't think they're going to be that good. So, yeah, I mean, what 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 would result? Their over-under win total is six. What would be a good season for you if you were a Raiders fan? Competitiveness. Compete in all these games. There, there are not many of these games that they're going to be favored in. They play in a tough division, even with a banged-up Chargers team. And their cross games are brutal. They cross with the NFC North. And five games, but they don't get blown out. You know, kind of like how the Broncos kind of looked last year. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's there. There's teams. I'm honestly, I'm just excited to see Antonio Brown play. That's this. That's the only draw and appeal for me with this team, is watching Antonio Brown. Josh Jacobs, yeah, he had his moments at, at Bama, but we'll see how that goes. Um, because if Derek Carr is not pushing the ball downfield with Tyrell the Gazelle Williams, Antonio Brown, then. He's just then he honestly should just not play in the NFL anymore. And I mean that very in a way where not like it's going to get to him, but I feel like it's just if you are scared and hesitant and have happy feet in the pocket in a bad way, you're not you're just not cut out to be an NFL quarterback, especially at your price tag, especially the fact that you had Amari Cooper last year and Amari Cooper played bad. He had he's the king of drops. 
but you're still checking the ball down five yards every single time. Let me pull up his stat. Let me just pull up his his average yards per attempt. Air yards per attempt was 7.2 last year, which really isn't too bad. But and you had a 68.9 completion percentage, but you had 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. You're not taking care of the ball that well. You're just you're just not an aggressive quarterback, and that's not something that you would want, especially with when you have pass town around, when you have ke- catching town around you. So. This is Derek Carr's make-or-break season, age 28. This is sixth season. He got that massive extension. Gruden goes out and gets you the top two receiver in the game. When healthy, probably the best receiver in the game. What are you going to do? What are you... Do you... What are your... How are you... What would Derek Carr have to do to prove to you that he is a quarterback when they move to Vegas? get this team to seven wins and not turn over the football. So pretty much lose. So he has a great season, but the defense is what struggles and defense is what does them in. He just can't lose them games with his costly interceptions. But if he is getting into shootouts and the defense isn't stopping them, then how is that on him? That's true. So I don't think he, I don't know if he can do that though. He the last time he I mean he has he has Antonio Brown though we'll see what Antonio Brown does, um, but I don't think this defense is strong enough, especially combined with the schedule, to stop anyone, really, or keep up with a lot of teams. But I think mm-hmm. occasionally I think they're gonna match up well with teams. Um, they'll match up well with teams that um, don't have a number one corner to stop Antonio, and. Combine that with a average run game, because I think John Gruden's gonna have to really run the ball. Um, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to ask you about because he has offensive linemen that are better in the run, the run game. He's constantly been a guy who wants to run the ball. He has two fullbacks on the roster as we speak. Do you? What do you? How am I trying to phrase this? Not necessarily about Josh Jacobs, but. Actually, let's make about Josh Jacobs. Do you think Josh Jacobs can eclipse a thousand yards this season? And if he does, would that is that what would get them to seven wins? Yes, because if they have if he can get to a thousand yards, that means that they're in games enough that they can run the football. But if he can't get over a thousand, that that means that their defense is probably just getting scored on religiously, and then. He's not getting touches because they have to throw the ball to keep up. Yeah. Um, and running the ball helps your defense. But I think this defense is going to be pretty good. Solid. Garyon Conley, see if he can make his, if he can make a step in this year two. This defense is going to have some pass rushing intri- intrigue. Mm-hmm. You have your boy, Maurice Hurst. They got... Harding Key. Yeah, between Hurst, Key... Um, and the their first pick this year in the draft, uh, Clylan Farrell out of Clemson. I like to hear yep. Whitehead, Vontez Burfick's a, I mean, an intense leader at least. They got their safety. They got a great safety tandem. They got three awesome safeties: mm-hmm. Carl Joseph, mm-hmm. Marcus Joyner, Jonathan Abram, like you mentioned. So, yeah. 
this team could surprise. Yeah, I think it comes I, down. I think the difference between them winning seven or eight games and three or four games is just Derek Carr. And he's not son. Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? Do I think Kirk Cousins would play any better with this roster? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whew. Kirk Cousins has climbed up your ladder a little bit this off season, man. He's he's on the incline. He's on he's on the up. Uh, would on you the Would you disagree slope. with that? Would you be on the other end of that? If if one of those two are my quarterbacks, I might as well just pack it in and start just training a rookie. I mean, that's, that's how- a little. That's a that's a little harsh on Kirk Cousins, but it is what it. And we got to keep the slander going with this. Um, yeah, over under win total six with that schedule. Gotta take think, the under. You're into yeah. Under is the smart bet. We briefly touched on the fantasy. I mean, at your own peril, draft Antonio Brown, the third round pick. If he's if he's healthy and you get him in the third round, though, it's a steal. But he's not in the, he's not in the extremely pass heavy offense anymore. Although John Gruden didn't give up, didn't sign this much money for him to just not use him. I mean, you talk about him all the time, and you listen to Hard Knocks. He goes, we don't have our guy. We don't have 84 out there. don't have AB. And I feel like Antonio Brown gonna, is gonna, may set some target records if he's on the field. The question is, will he be on the field enough? And like I said, Jacobs will be nice. His O-line went healthy. So by week four, this O-line is going to be strong. So then you just got to hold on. But... Uh, I think that's it for the FC West. How long we go? Hour and two minutes. Longest one so far, I think. Um, very quickly, how do you think this division pl- uh, plans out? I'm, I'll say first, I'm going Kansas City, Denver, Chargers, Oakland. I would stick with that as well. All right. You heard it here first. Denver, watch out. Sleeper playoff team. Noah, you have a good day. Thank you. I will. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Once again, if you like what you're hearing, I'm Michael Duggar, your host of the Ordinary Pod, your co-host of the Ordinary Pod, and subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff, guys. Just and I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm gonna start writing again. I'll probably start the next podcast this thing, but yeah, this is this is coming on Wednesday, August 21st. Everyone out there, have a good day, and thank you.